Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm reading a book about anti-gravity. It's impossible to put down. Why did the art collector buy an old septic tank? It's filled with mass turd pieces. (laughs) What do you give a basketball player who never washes their jersey? A fragrant foul. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, uh, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. So I'm paging Dr. Steve. From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medicine provider. It gives me street cred, the wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. 
If you have a question, you're embarrassed to take your regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call, 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at drscottwm. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your healthcare provider. Please don't forget stuff.drsteve.com, stuff.drsteve.com. Use it whenever you're going to use Amazon. You just click through to Amazon or you can scroll down. And the new mugs are available and they are awesome. And there are just a few of them left. Uh, and you can get those there as well. Uh, yes, Stacy. So are Stacy, Lydia, and I here or not? You are here. Yes. Oh. Is this we an existential question? We were not acknowledged. Question? Well, I hadn't got there yet. Oh, okay. Oh, All for right. fuck's oh, wow. sake. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. were digging a ditch, You acknowledged brother. him. I'm just wondering. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I got all excited about selling stuff on Amazon. I like anyway. being a wallflower. You know, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tacy. <laughs> I'm here, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, P.A. Lydia. Yay. Ladies and gentlemen, Stacy Deloach. Don't forget to go to uh, tweakedaudio.com, offer code FLUID for 33% off. Check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. And Tacey and I have a Patreon where you can hear more of her uh, giving me shit <laughs> on patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. No, it was appropriate. It's always appropriate. You're always, you are right 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even, wow. not even yes, kidding. Yes, I know that. It really is true. Patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. <laughs> No, we. <laughs> she wanted to have kids. That was the right thing to do. I never would have had kids. We wouldn't have bought the house where we bought it. We wouldn't have remodeled it. We wouldn't have done. And most of it, I would just be sitting in a basement, you know, with my at, with Commodore 64 and my ham radio ham stuff, radio. jerking it to God knows what at that point. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, if it <laughs> nice weren't for Tacey. Nice Yeah, so thank you. I appreciate it. Good job. You're welcome. Good job, Tacey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she did good. <laughs> And uh, check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. Anything going on there? Yeah, I got lots of nasal sprays going there. Yeah. CBD nasal sprays. Yeah. Good and? Good for you. Good for you. Are, they, are they good for you? They're can you say you. that? I can. Oh, okay. As long as I don't say we don't cure any disease, we don't. We don't but you can diagnose. say it's good for you. Oh, you can do that. You can do. You can. Really? Yes, you can. Interesting. As long as you're not allergic to any ingredients, of course. All right. And we got a cameo to do as soon as this is over and we're all going to do it. Okay, because it was uh, it was a twenty four hour cameo. I, it may have already expired. Oh um, no, Steve! Let me look and see. We're missing out on five bucks here. Yeah, it was uh, four, yeah, four sixty two. I think. Let me see. Yeah, split five ways. <coughs> oh, did I miss it? <laughs> Hang on. Anyway, we're going to do that uh, right after these words, but in, uh, right after we finish the show. You got anything else to plug, Dr. Scott? No, sir. Everybody good? Um, check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. Yes. Delightful simplyherbals.net. If they order now, can they still get something for the holidays, Dr. Scott? I think 
No, I don't this think so. This is not an ad. Okay, yeah, so yeah. no. So so this is not an ad, therefore. So there you go. Exactly. Just check out simplyherbals.net. Uh, we uh, do have a birthday to announce, uh, Tacey. And uh, uh, see, she was supposed to go, no, it ain't it. But no, it's actually it was Stacy's birthday. So there you go. So we actually had a, a, real, a real birthday yeah. instead of a fake one. Yeah. It's probably still fake. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and it's Cardiff Electric's birthday. No, it's too. not. Oh, yeah, there <laughs> yeah. you go. No, actually, it is this time. Really is. No, it's not. This no. time, okay, well, you know, a broken clock is right twice a year, twice right? Twice a year. And so well, twice a year, it a actually day. is Cardiff Electric's birthday. And you're a big, fat liar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. So, okay, well, we're good. Well, uh, We got a phone call. Well, let me... This per this next phone call is important, but and they're going to be mad at what I'm getting ready to do. But I have to. I almost died this morning. It was oh, bad. Right. Yes, and this is what happened. Um, I've counseled people: don't eat a lot of carbohydrates before you go to bed if you have reflux, because people get that mechanical reflux. They get the sour brash, and what I'm talking about is, you know, gravity will hold your stomach contents in, mostly in your stomach when you're upright. But when you're laying down flat, um, your esophagus is now level, and if your stomach is has a bad valve in it, which we call the lower esophageal sphincter, it will open up sometimes when you're laying down there, and then stomach contents will just flood into your esophagus. Well, what else is connected to the esophagus up at the top is your trachea mm-hmm. and epiglottis, and it can just flood in there. And then you just get uh, get at, you know hydrochloric acid flooding into your lungs. Yes. Yeah, and it's <laughs> called aspiration. That's right. And so I aspirated last night, and oh, I've shit. done it before. And it was because I ate a bunch of I'm stupid. Um, I I got a uh, craving for chocolate, and I um, assuaged that craving by eating you know half a bag of um, Mr. Goodbar, the little tiny ones, <laughs> and uh, and didn't even think about it because when this happened, I the whole time I'm like, why why is this happening? But that was what it was, and I ate those late at night, and I overindulged big time. So. Uh, uh, so anyway, this it's happened to me before. I get up and you kind of choke it down, and then maybe take a a, a um, and a uh, um, drink of water. Yeah, drink of water. Yeah, a shot of mustard, or yeah, a shot, a, a, a shot of mustard, ball, something, or some um, you know anti uh, acid, yeah. antacid stuff. Like a liquid well, anyway, antacid. this it wasn't it wasn't having it this time. So I get up. I run downstairs because I don't want to wake Tacey up because the last time I had a medical emergency was when I broke my foot and I was uh, going, whoa, 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 and I heard from Tacey, can you be quiet over there? So, can you stop breathing? So, yes. so I run downstairs and, well, hell, the dogs come with me because it's 630 in the morning. They think it's time to, mm-hmm. Get up. to, go, to go outside. Yeah. So I let them out. But this whole time, I can't breathe. I'm, I'm, I'm. Some reflex is causing me to swallow continually, and then my breathing is like this, which we call. Uh, well, it makes me sound like Strider. Strider, yes, yeah. very good. Okay, there you go. Give yes, yourself a bill. Yes, it was Strider. So I had Strider, and I like I have Strider. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I real quick read. And now this whole time I can't breathe, right? I mean I can breathe, but it's very difficult. And there's acid in there, and I'm going, ooh, 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 
Oh, and, and I'm getting sure. out, but the dogs need to be fed. So I fed the, you know, I got their dog food out. I let them back in. And um, I got out some baking soda because I didn't have any Milan or anything. I got some baking soda, threw it in some water, tried to chug it down, but I was compulsively swallowing because there's some reflex in my neck that's causing it to spasm. Yes, so, yeah. And then uh, I was afraid I was going to aspirate it. And then I'm like, I'm going to th- puke. If I puke, I will die. Because that will be the end. I have very little airway left. And uh, I started feeling faint. And I said, because I can breathe. Did you call 911? No. So, so I know. I'm, I'm an idiot. So. But, but I knew if, if Tacey saw me, she would have called the ambulance. But I yeah. knew what I was dealing with. But I'd never had it this bad where my trachea was, just, you know, the muscles around Spasm, me, yeah. the epiglottis were just closing down. Because it, it's like, don't put any more of this stuff in here. But it's like, wait a minute, but you're killing me. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just open up a little bit. So I bent over the sink, and then I was just sort of saying, okay, call, you know, Patrice O'Neill, I was... Uh, I was um, channel- channeling him. Calmo. Calmo. Yes, very good taste. Here, you get one of these. Give yourself a bill. <laughs> and I was calmo, and I was, you know, so, uh, but I was getting air in, and after about 10 minutes of this, it finally just calmed down. But I knew if I fainted, she would find me on the floor dead. I bet your blood pressure was up. I don't know. I didn't check it out. This is the weird thing. So, this is what I want to talk about. Not so much that. And for people out there, this is going to sound familiar to a very small subset of people in our audience. And I'm going to tell you how to prevent it because I'm an idiot. This is the first time it's happened to me in years because I I just, you know, I got cocky. But um, uh, the weird thing was, you know, when I had that scare where I saw my CT scan and they had this big mass and it it turned out that it was that it was scarring from COVID. He's just half dead. No, 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 no. No, that's that's not the point. What am I going to do? I had two two sort of light, you know, scares this year. This one and that one. And this both times, like, you know, if somebody's mad at me at the hospital or something, if I think that I'll get my adrenaline will get going, I won't be able to you know, think about anything until I get it taken care of, try to fix it and all that kind of stuff. Or if Tacey's mad at me, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. When this, these two things happen, nothing. I was just like, well, I guess this may you be my road. time. Is this my time? I guess this is That's my time. so comforting for it was, you. It was weird. You know, the road, yeah. Yeah, I figured I'd freak the F out. But now I just, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, I mean, this might be it. I think it's worth explaining the difference between mechanical reflux yes. and just regular reflux. I think so, too. I think so, too. Why don't you do that? No. No. <laughs> I said, why don't you do no, that? No, you didn't. Uh, I mean, no, I meant to say. Point. That's oh, what I meant to say. So what we mean to say is different than what we say sometimes. That's what? good. To, that's good to See, know. okay. Oh. My job is to be the idiot on the I'm show and to not know you. anything and to uh, ask questions. That's what you've told no, me. I, don't, I, don't antagonize her. Not my point. She will kick your ass. Because you sometimes mean I mean to say something, but I say it the wrong way. And so I'm just making oh, sure that, okay. that we and our tone, around that. Our tone mm-hmm. is also something. That's right. I have I have resting uh-huh. bitchy voice. And <laughs> Somebody it has does. resting bitchy face. <laughs> oh. So it's like, well, you've said it yourself. And it's like, why are you looking at me like that? When you're like, God, no, Stacey, I'm fine. Stacy, look at the time. Hey, Scott. <laughs> uh, doing good over there? Okay. So anyway. <laughs> I do have rich, resting bitchy voice for real, though. I really It's do. all the Botox. I mean, nothing moves. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, but I will. I'll oh, say, yeah. Tacey, why, why did you look at me that way? She's like, I'm not 
I'm not thinking about anything. It's just the way my face looks. So. <laughs> this is my oh, face. God. But I do that with my voice too. You know. But anyway, so Here, I'm gonna circle this um, back around because I've had the same type of re- uh, reflux. Yes. And what I've learned to do is as fast as I can to flip over, flip over in the middle of the night. Yeah. Get on my knees and put my head down. You know, as low as I can to try to get that gravity to keep that stuff out of the esophagus. Right. It it tastes horrible in your mouth. Oh, it's awful. And just slowly, just the most tiny little breaths at a time. Right. And then belch for the next 30 minutes because yeah, I yeah, my that, stomach up That's what I found, too, is that I had filled my stomach up with air, and that's mm. what forced it in yes. there. And I think my BiPAP might have had something to do with that. But oh, well. I, that, that that's a good technique. I want people to never have this, though. Yeah, sure. So preventing it is really the key. And uh, Tacey's right there. You know, we hear about gastroesophageal reflux. That's where people have heartburn and stuff. Mechanical reflux is when you've got fluid in your stomach and then the lower esophageal sphincter just opens up and it just comes flooding up into your uh, esophagus like that and causing aspiration. So I, I want people to be able to avoid that. If you're listening to me and this is something that happens to you, uh, do two things. One thing, well, do several things, but one thing that I have never done that I probably should do. And uh, one of those is the most important is no uh, simple carbohydrates within four to six hours of when you go to bed. Hmm. And what I'm talking about is bread, cake, dessert, Pasties. sugar, that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, you know, low carb, uh, it, you don't have to do a low carb diet, but just do lower carbohydrates before you know uh, before bedtime mm-hmm. and if you're eating cereal and shit yeah. right before you go to bed like we did when we were kids yes, when sir. we had a nice tight lower esophageal sphincter uh, that may be part of the problem okay so um, uh, the other I know that sounded hot nice what? tight lower esophageal <laughs> oh yeah your lower esophageal sphincter is so tight <laughs> um, what's the mechanism there is that I mean is it the direct action do, of like the I do not know okay. if it's turning uh, it's becoming more acidic as those uh, uh, carbohydrates are reduced to sugars and then sugar alcohols I don't know the answer to Indian that. food would do it to me when I would travel I would always eat Indian food. At night. Would you eat the with rice, rice with it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that could be it. That could be it. But I, w- I would also order it Indian hot. And alcohol, too. Well, it can do it. Well, yeah, alcohol. So alco- a, a, if you drink a lot of alcohol and le- eat a lot of carbs and then go to bed, you're at higher risk of this happening. Mm-hmm. So avoid that. And then, um, uh, so a couple of things. If you are prone to this, mm-hmm. take a couple of bricks, put them under the head of your bed. Yeah. Just because if you prop yourself up, which when some people do, they'll get what they call a husband pillow, you know, that mm-hmm. thing that's got the two arms on yeah, it, yeah, and they'll yeah. sleep on that propped up. If you're obese at all, what's going to happen is is that your abdomen is going to push in on your stomach when you're bent like that. It's actually going to make the problem it worse. It pinches and pushes it up. Yeah. Right. It will yeah. force it up. So you want to be flat but at an incline. So if you have one of those beds that'll do that and you're highfalutin, uh, I think that's great. But if you can't, you can just take, take a couple of bricks under there. You won't end up falling, you know, rolling down the bed if you don't do it too high. But it, gravity will be your friend and it will keep uh, stomach contents in your stomach. The other thing is um, you want to get the pH up a little bit in your stomach. So uh, take an antacid before you go to bed. There is a medication called metoclopramide, which I do not recommend people take 
on and on and on and on. But if you're having a, you know, several episodes, that can help. But there's surgery that you can do called uh, um, a fundoplication, and that's where they just they just basically go down there and make you a new uh, a new lower esophageal sphincter, and you that will stop. If it's happening to you every night, mm-hmm. you may be a candidate for that, but see a gastroenterologist or a surgeon. Uh, Stacy, you wanted to say something about this. Okay, I might be the historian of the show here, but I remember something about taking a T-shirt and sewing a tennis ball pocket oh. in the back. Okay, yes. So that was for snoring. That was for people who have positional snoring. If you, if laying on your back, but that's not a bad idea. I'll, I'll give you a half a bell for give that. Your si- okay. Ah. <laughs> give you a half a bell because that was for snoring. But if you, if it always happens when you're laying on your back and never happens when you're laying on your side, then yes, uh, having someone sew a pocket into um, the back of a T-shirt, wearing the T-shirt, and then stuffing a tennis ball in there will keep you off of your back at mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And so that was really for positional snoring, but yeah, for a, you know, if the reflux is, is there, that could be it. Were you going to say something else, PA Lydia? So um, I take you know, medication to, to raise the pH of my stomach, which does increase my risk of some certain other things, but mm-hmm. this could have been a lot worse if I had had, you know, pH 3 hydrochloric acid in my stomach. So I, I probably does, had pH it, 5. It does rekindle general chemistry. Yes. Um, so the the professor one day was was on a stomach acid rant, right? And we oh, yeah. the, the pH of hydrochloric acid is quite low. Yes. What is it, like two? Yeah, maybe? something like that. I don't know. Uh, so, and he was thinking, you know, you know what happens when we mix a base with an acid. You you know, you have a heat reaction. Yeah. Uh, so his argument was to drink something of a weaker acid like a Coca-Cola. But I've never attempted that. Well, you know, Dr. Scott has, uses a weaker acid mm-hmm. in uh, uh, yellow mustard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense then. It does work, yeah. So yeah. it is interesting that people, and we did it here on the show one time. I was trying to get off PPIs, proton pump inhibitors, and uh, I had horrible reflux, and he brought some mustard in, and I'll be damned if it didn't work. Although uh, we thought maybe it was the turmeric that was in it. Well, we don't know. Uh, but it, yellow mustard is has an acid pH, so it doesn't make sense. Uh, we have people saying they use um, uh, uh, apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. for it. But uh, to me, that makes way less sense than using a base and then just neutralizing the acid. Sure. Mm-hmm. From a pH. I keep it in my uh, shaving kit. Yeah, from a, from a pH. It's just a little pack. Chemistry mm-hmm. standpoint. You remember we used to do titrations and stuff it was fun and you would watch the the solution change from blue or red to blue mm-hmm. and uh yeah it, it just take it now what it does it it is slightly heat producing but there's so much fluid in there that that's not a big deal it dissipates quickly what it really does though is it produces gas and you start belching and stuff and actually i knew i was getting better when i could actually finally eructate which is the uh, you know, medical term for belching. Uh, we have to have a different word for everything. <laughs> Eructate just army. To, just to show off. Yeah. Just to show off. Coke I floats thought... in my cup. <laughs> Eructate army. Eructate That's army. A... I thought you were going to start talking about the other sphincter muscle. Ooh. Mm. No. Well, now, come on. We like The E-rock. upper esophageal sphincter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Playing All off right. of that, can I ask you? Yeah, of course. Bend off into another question? Yeah. Vomiting. Yes. 
What uh, is AKA vomiting in our area. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, the puke. Yep. What is involved muscular wise? Because that has got to be a violent muscular reaction. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's absolutely. It's got to be one, one of the most violent things that ever happens in your body. I, and I hate it. I hate to puke. I'm a, what they call an emetophobe. So, P.A. Lydia, you want to take on the uh, the uh, anatomy of, uh, of vomiting? Uh, I'm just imagining our stomach contractions first. But I was thinking, I was trying to figure out the nervous innervation, remember the nervous innervation there. It's not the, is it Vegas, the phrenic? Vegas. Oh, Vegas nerve. Yeah, yeah. phrenic nerve and phrenic would be nerve. involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get the contractions through like the stomach, but also surrounding the esophagus. Right. Yep. You take it. So you get re- well. You get reverse. Par- so peristalsis is the contraction of rhythmic. The G- rhythmic. It's very good. Yeah. Thank you, doctor. Give yourself a bill. It's a bill. Yeah. One to one. You got taste. three quarters of a bill on that one. And um, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so uh, you have rhythmic contraction <laughs> going toward the anus, basically, yep. Yep. and uh, you can reverse that one way only. Hopefully, yeah. And so the diaphragm and then your uh, intercostal muscles, too, which are the muscles between the ribs mm-hmm. that are supposed to, they are called the accessory muscles of respiration. They contract. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you, you shouldn't need those very often. You use those when you're long distance running and stuff, when you need a little extra oomph to that diaphragmatic movement. Mm-hmm. And so the intercostal muscles. So you'll you'll get this the contraction of your rib cage, which can become painful after after you've done this a, a few times. I remember the last time I had a puke bug, you know, the first couple of times I puked, it was like, yeah, I was sucked, but I felt better. And then like the 14th time, you're like, oh my God, come on, please. <laughs> and their muscles are all just completely ruined and uh, you're out of energy and stuff. It's awful. So anyway, yeah, uh, but that's basically it. Okay. And uh, it's a reflex from, it's, it's very complex reflex starts in the center of the brain. So, anyway, all right. Let's so, go to that important so, question. Well, okay, so it, we will, but I want to. I do want to tell you a story. Our son got in a car wreck, right? And uh, he just rear-ended somebody. She was starting on the exit ramp, mm-hmm. and uh, and then got all scared and slammed on her brakes right at the top of the exit ramp. Uh. And of course, at that point, he had seen her accelerating away, yeah. and he's looking to the left to see if anybody's coming, and he ran right into her. I've, uh. I've oh actually I've done this. That's a very easy thing oh, yeah. Yeah. to have happen. And uh, but he got a ticket for it because he's 19, and uh, she was the whole time going, "It's my fault! It's my fault! I got scared!" You know, and all this stuff. But anyway, but if you hit somebody from behind, it's always you. It's always you, unless they're in reverse. No, it's, it's unless they're in reverse. Very good. It happened yeah. to me one time. Oh, is that right? It, it was my fault, but it, it ended up being their fault they were because they were reverse. going in reverse. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a good thing to. She was going in reverse. They're, Your Honor. they're like touche. Yeah. You are correct. Yeah. That's Not hilarious. That okay, everybody remember that. Yes. If you can learn nothing yes. from this other yes. than that. So uh, um, anyway, so he's in driving school. Well, they do it remotely. So they sent the Zoom link, and I was just going to set it up for him. And by the way, this was after, right, not too long after I had my near-death experience, oh, so right? today. Yeah, it was today. Oh, wow. Okay. So I still had my nasal strip on. I was in my robe. My oh, hair looked like oh, Einstein. God. And oh, um, 
And I and so I bring up the Zoom link, and there's everybody. <laughs> the yes. teachers there, everybody. And it, and it says my son's name, you know, Liam so-and-so at yeah. the bottom. And here I am looking like some lunatic from uh, the haunting of Hill House. And so I was just like, I'm going to driving school, y'all. <laughs> just embarrassing the shit out of me. And he reached oh, over. He was like, God. damn it, Dad. And he, he, he clicked on the on the. Um, camera to show love them. It. <laughs> oh I love it. Praise Lord. And my voice is all messed up, so I used it to my advantage. Praise nice. Lord, I'm going to driving school. <laughs> oh my God. That's nice. I had to do driving school in person. Oh, yeah. I did two, yeah. eight hours. Oh, it's oh. only like three now. You, yeah. wait, eight hours? Did you that have was a DUI? back when we lived in Rogersville, yes. You had a DUI? No, oh, I think it's just that's girls just what it was. I think I think oh. girls need more driving. Oh yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. That's just what it was back then in Virginia. It was in Virginia, so it may be. Oh yeah, that could be. Yeah, that could be. Oh, there's a. I know. Okay, so this person. Anyway, this is the last show. We'll we'll do this because of this person. Hang on here. Hang on. I love it. All right. Hey, Doctor Steve. Hey man. man, I love you. Great shows. Thanks. Um, I've noticed, though, in the past few months that, uh, you know, your shows are trending more towards the social hour. (laughs) See who can bring in the grossest uh, piece of medicine. Give yourself a bill! Fine, but uh, (laughs) long-time listener, I really miss when you and Dr. Scott and Casey just answer questions. medical questions. I got you. We hear that a lot. Backlog on. So, okay. He's we got do. a point. He's got a point. So, uh, Fair. Is there any chance we can get back? To yes. <laughs> but here's the thing. So I've, we've done shows where I've said, you know, we're doing too much social stuff or just bullshitting. Yeah. And I used to have even the, the the uh, I don't even know where it is now, uh, the drop that said, can you please, please stop, stop bullshitting and answer the questions? And But then I'll have people say, no, we like that other thing. So we'll do – we. Here's why. I can, I'm going to tell you why this happened, uh, because this is important, and I appreciate the question and the constructive criticism. I really do. Um, it, uh, it's because of my job. And so we were recording on Wednesdays, and I work an hour away up a mountain in a very busy location. So I have to get there really, really early and then work all the way through lunch and then try to jump in the car at three to get here by four and a lot of times it doesn't happen or if i do i'm getting here five minutes before the show so there's no show prep and uh i know okay we'll do it the day before okay when Mm -hmm. so now we're recording on saturdays so we got it all out of our systems today and hopefully uh uh, next show we'll we'll do more questions so we i want to do more questions i've got a backlog of thousands of questions i think the next thing he says is well you keep saying you got a backlog (laughs) Made the show, uh, you know, just get caught up and uh, yeah, get caught. We will never, we will never get caught up. Imagine being caught up in life. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's social. Well, you get caught up, and then immediately things just keep progressing. Mm -hmm. You get caught up in one thing, everything else is good. But I appreciate the uh, the. um, Well, been a long time. Yeah, been a long time. And uh, but yeah, I I like the shows where we just answer a bunch of questions. Actually. The last few, we've done a lot of that. Yeah, I've been especially when Lydia in here because yeah. it's Lydia's fault. Yeah, Lydia. Anyway. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Speaking of questions, we do have one from the yeah 
Chat room. And those cowed. Yeah, buddy. Hang on. Yeah, Give us the disclaimer. Number one thing. Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right. Thank yes. you, Ronnie B. Yeah, thank you, Ronnie B. Stephen wants to know. He's got a quick question. His wife has been battling vertigo for the past week and a half. It's been slowly getting better. Um, originally tried the Epley maneuver, but it did not help. There you go. So, okay. But it didn't help. It yeah, did so not help. It did not help, yes. Yeah, right. so, so a couple uh, suggestions. You want to talk about the Epley maneuver first so that people know what the hell you're talking about? Well, you lay and back. Why, and you, why, when yeah. it would help, yeah. and then I know why it didn't help. Well, I was going to say, I think I know why it didn't help, too. Okay. Yeah, if, if so you do have crystals inside your ear, inside the those semicircular canals yeah. where mm-hmm. the balance occurs. And sometimes when they get um, to moving around, they stimulate those little hairs inside there and can give people vertigo. Yeah. And if they get misplaced, one of the ways that – and physical therapists are really good at doing mm-hmm. this, the helping people do this epilepsy maneuver. Especially ear, if ear, nose, and throat, physical therapy. Or yeah, you can just look yeah. on YouTube yeah. just yeah. learn how to do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but I think sometimes the first time you do it, it might be a little bit easier if you've got some, somebody, yeah. some adult I don't supervision. Ad- don't disagree. <laughs> but um, it's it, – and uh, again, look it up on YouTube. But the bottom line is, you you turn your head, to the, you lean back, turn your head to the side. Yeah, yeah. You, you do a bunch of different and, maneuvers and, and stuff, and hopefully, hopefully, move those crystals back to where they're supposed to be. That's right. Yeah, and if that does not do it, though, there are some other things that can cause. Well, that's go. right. Yeah. So you want to talk about it? Let's see. I'm, I got my finger on the on the bell. My first guess is, since it is getting a little bit better, sinuses. Ah, Bingo. Shit. Oh hell no. No, I've now what, right what could have caused the sinus, sinus problem? Sinus what could have been the the original insult? Though? And well, I mean, they could have had the COVID. Okay. <laughs> no. A sinus, a sinus inflammation or sinus infection can cause vertigo. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that's a, yeah. the the they most can. common thing is a viral labyrinthitis, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you just get a virus mm-hmm. that uh, could call be you know end up. Causing a sinus infection, sure, sure, or inflammation, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, inflammation in that area, uh, but uh, viral labyrinthitis, and those are the ones where you get vertigo, and it lasts about a maybe a week or two weeks, and it usually responds to um, over-the-counter uh, anti, uh, 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 sorry, anti-inflammatories um, or anti. No, uh, sorry, anti. Uh, shit, anti-vertigo agents. Oh yeah, like you know, antihistamines, yeah. uh, like antivert meclizine is the classic one that we prescribe. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and you can buy it over the counter yeah. now. Well, but, yeah, you can, and, and certainly we have and, uh, there. And, and uh, allergy medicine sometimes can help with sure. with vertigo. But yep. you know, other things. Anything can, that cause and it, Scott's right. Anything that causes inflammation in that yeah. area can do it. But the you, the number one cause is a viral labyrinth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if it doesn't go away and the Epley maneuver doesn't work, then you have to go see an ENT, and they mm-hmm. deal with all the dizzy people. Yeah, and we, now, we'll, now I do see some that get like um, um, like an occipital neuritis. So people, the, the base explain what so that is. The base of the skull, Mr. Jargon. Uh, well, but but people, nerves coming out of, the, out of your cervical spine, mm-hmm. the upper neck, and going into the base of your skull, and sometimes those those will get inflamed, especially if you're tense or colder. Or um, even sometimes you can get um, you know trauma back there, and we'll stick needles in, into those into okay. those nerves in the base yep. of the skull, the occiput where you, you right. Know, right to the base of where your hairline is. We'll put needles in there, and um, pain medicine guys, and even you, I know you you guys probably do the same thing. We'll sometimes put like a little steroid or a little. Um, I won't do that for vertigo. Yeah. I'm not hitting up a yeah. cranial nerve for vertigo. That's easy. 
Well, you could do it. Well, you could do it. Thank you. <laughs> You've got the skill set, Dr. Steve. <laughs> no, we'll send it to Lydia. Lydia will do it. I just don't think it'll work. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, no, I've had it work. I swear. <laughs> hey, last time I had vertigo was awful. Well, and that's what I had. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's awful. And it was so bad. I'll never forget. I went home. And it was, I was just exhausted. I threw some laundry in, the, in my washing machine and turned it on. Yeah. And it had a leak. Water's pouring out of the oh, bottom no. of my washing machine. And I was so sick. Yeah. All I could do was push stop. Yeah. I went in and sat down on my on my couch with my laptop and ordered a washer and dryer from Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> That's God's honest truth. It was delivered the next day. That's Because normally, you know me, I would have gotten down there and, yeah, yeah, of and fixed it. But I, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there for people, oh, too. Nobody asked this question. But if you use rubber hoses in, in your laundry room going between... Get rid of them and get the ones that are clad with yeah. metal. Yeah. And every plumber I've ever talked to has said that because yeah. if you use the rubber ones, eventually what happened to Scott's going to happen. And even worse are the it's ones. It's under that, high pressure because it's always on. Yeah, and even worse are the ones that have that are ribbed. Yeah, because those have like like weak spots. I mean, and where they bend and yeah, those suckers they are crack. ribbed for your pleasure, but uh. they they're <laughs> not pleasurable when they burst. Oh man! All right. <laughs> Thankfully, that's the last time I had that because I did everything. I tried the Epley and I tried the sinus stuff, yeah. and I finally wound up just getting a shot in my neck. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. All right. Now, what, we may have some disagreement on this next one. Okay. All right. You ready? Okay. Hey, Dr. Steve. It's Mike up in New York. Hey, Mike. I was watching TV and they have a lot of ads for this copper-infused uh, stuff you put on for plantar fasciitis or knee pain, elbow pain, all that garbage. Any truth to that or is it all just, you know, uh, a money-making scam? Okay, so I'm not going to talk about any specific brands or anything. We're just going to talk about the science itself, and because uh, I don't want to, and uh, you know, as always, make your own judgments on these things that you can buy over the counter. Doctor Scott, what do you think? Copper infused uh, fabric that you put on the skin for arthritis and plantar fasciitis and stuff like that. I do not know the science behind them. I personally like them. 
but that's I don't know the science. So okay, that's all I'm saying. All right, that's fair. But enough. I'm not I'm not in, I'm not saying they're good or they. You won't, like them personally? But I personally right. like them. Right. So here's yeah. Go, were you gonna say something, Tase? Well, are they made differently? Like, are they tighter uh, around? Now or, you, um, Now she's got. Or do something. you really think it's the copper? I don't or? Know. I think the copper. What about makes a copper it, bracelet? Well, and here's the, uh, not, now now we'll, we're gonna we're, we'll tease out the bullshit detector yeah. here. Copper bracelets and magnetic bracelets for arthritis. What do you think? No. Okay. Very good. I'll give you that. Give yourself a bill. <laughs> yeah. And I'm. And it's not my opinion. Yeah. They have. Yeah. That is very easy to, to, to do a double sure. blind yeah. placebo controlled study on. Think of how you would do it. Mm-hmm. How would we determine whether a copper bracelet or a magnetic bracelet would would help anything? Mm-hmm. Pa Lydia. Oh, she's well. Like, I'm I'm reading about the anti-inflammatory uh, impacts of copper okay. on rats. Yes, but, but that's not on their skin, though. Yeah, I looked no, no, at no. those studies too. So, um, well, how would we design a study to see if a bracelet works? Yeah, you a have, copper bracelet, particularly. So you pick X number of time, X number of subjects. Okay. Half of them Let's get a, a bracelet, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Or however many you decide for mm-hmm. the powered study. A certain number get a bracelet. A certain number do not, and then they. But so, should rate their pain. Before. How would we do a placebo in a situation like this? Oh, yeah. So just like some type of, uh, well, you couldn't really do a non-copper metal because then you would wonder whether the other metal had a similar. Well, you'd have to, impact. you're right, you'd have to correct for that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I would. A copper looking bracelet. Yes. I, I would, right. and if, if they say it has to be come in contact, so this is your hypothesis. Because if I enclosed it, the copper bracelet in a plastic thing and gave some people the plastic thing with no copper bracelet in it or a similarly weighted, you know, piece of lead or something. Mm -hmm. And then the other one, then the people who are proponing, you know, who are promoting this would say, well, no, it's got to come in contact with the skin. But that would be one way to do it to see if just the presence of copper would would Mm, have some effect. Now, then, yes, you would have to be very clever on figuring out a way to make a placebo that people would believe. Now, you don't have to tell them mm-hmm. we are we are doing copper bracelets. We are doing this therapeutic bracelet. Mm-hmm. So the other one could look similar but not have to look just like copper. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know? Yeah. And uh, you don't have to disclose exactly what the end point is to, and still be ethical. Okay. Yep. And, uh, uh, you know, when you're cl- uh, placebo in itself is you're deceiving somebody. So, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So there's a study here uh, that looked at uh, 65 participants provided complete self-report outcome data for all devices. So what they had was uh, four different devices, a standard magnetic wrist strap, a demagnetized wrist strap. Now, that's a good one because it's really easy to deter, you know, to make a, a magnet look, or you know, a not magnet look like a magnet. Mm-hmm. Problem is, magnet's still going to stick to stuff. But these things are so lowly magnetized that for the most part they might not notice. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they had an attenuated magnetic wrist strap, and then they had a copper bracelet. And the devices were each worn for five weeks with people who had painful rheumatoid arthritis. And uh, they did a visual analog scale, which is on a scale of, in this case, 1 to 100, where would your pain be? And they would rate it over time. And the conclusion was, the result was 65 people provided this data, uh, and uh, four people provided partial data, 
but there was no statistically significant differences between the four devices and the p-value of the uh, null hypothesis. In other words, the, the statistical significance of the negative effect was highly significant, was 0. 0.05. So it was five sigma. That's, that's, that's our, our, you know, five times out of 100. Mm-hmm. That could happen by chance. Right. So their conclusion was wearing a magnetic wrist strap or copper bracelet did not appear to have any meaningful therapeutic effect beyond that of a placebo for alleviating symptoms and combat, com, combating disease activity and rheumatoid arthritis. So there you go. Hey, may, may I make one, one, one yes, other of question? And, and I don't know, again, those, those the slip-on ones with copper in them, whatever they are. Oh, okay. I, I'm thinking part of it may just be because it's warm. You know, maybe maybe yes. copper makes it maybe warmer. I don't know. So what I did yeah. find, yeah. So there is some benefit, it, and Tacey really was on it, and she'll get um, like a quarter of a bell. Damn it, you got part um, of my bill. You, uh. Because they are made differently and they're tight. And so okay. compression itself can be therapeutic. Yeah. And the other thing about copper-infused fabrics is that it is antibacterial. So that is nice. very well confirmed. So kind of that's sort of interesting. So there's some data, though, just from my like quick, quick searching here. Um, sorry, I lost my... I can't hear anything now Um, about the anti-inflammatory effects of copper. Right. right? And so we know if we put anti-inflammatories on the skin, like proven anti-inflammatories like NSAIDs, Mm -hmm. right, that you do get some absorption to the local. What's the difference? So so the copper anti-inflammatory stuff that you were looking at, because I looked at the same studies, I'm sure those same rat studies, um, that wasn't topical. It was not topical. So, and you're right, you can put drugs on the skin and if they have the right properties, they will, you know, get into the blood supply. What's the difference? No. I well, mean, well, the copper well, bracelets aren't, you know, the copper isn't being absorbed into the skin. That's the difference. Sure. So that's, but you are right. There's something there. And we do use copper for things. Mm-hmm. And there are mm-hmm. cupric, you know, you know, things that in medicine, I'm sure there's something there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you do micro, have to have a, something to stimulate the yeah. absorption. Yes, right? that's so. right. So, yeah, you could put acid on it <laughs> and then and then put a copper no yeah don't take any of this advice no 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 i'm no. just saying that would be you know experimental you would dip it in in sulfuric acid and then strap it to their skin go how's your inflammation now uh-huh. can't even feel that painful knee <laughs> take your mind off hurts. of it that's right so should have put it in the corner of your mouth this morning when you were having all that acid reflux no i should mm. well, can that you imagine that would have been great Stick a battery right. in there, buddy. <laughs> now, our buddy uh, Logan Field uh, had a follow-up to a problem. Now, Logan Field has been here in the studio. He was at one time a member of Super Android 23, the electronic <laughs> uh, band that you can hear on um, Spotify. Another no, not Spotify. Another nerd adventure. Not Spotify. SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash Weird Medicine, I think. It's all very embarrassing. Yes, so, um, yes anyway. as it should be. Hey, Dr. Steve, this is Logan. But he's, he's a good one. I had a follow-up question regarding okay. the pineal gland yeah. question I had for you previously yeah. regarding the calcification. And Okay, so his question was, does fluoride in, in, in municipal water cause calcification of the pineal gland? And the research that we did seemed to show that there was no connection between the two. Uh, the fluoride in the water... 
a lot of people will again believe yeah. that causes calcification of the pineal gland. Yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of people believe a lot of stuff that's faith-based. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we're interested in science, so we didn't con- couldn't find a correlation between the two things. But you're right, there are a lot of people do believe that. And uh, uh, all I can do is say, here's what the data shows. And how could we study it that would satisfy you, you know? And uh, sometimes there is no study that you could do that satisfies somebody because that's just their belief system, mm-hmm. you know. And that's okay. That's, you know, it's free country. My question to you is could you go into a little bit about what the pineal gland actually does and, and, and uh, if your pineal gland does become calcified, is there a way to turn that around and decalcify it? I'm reading a lot about this stuff online. It's really interesting. Uh, stop reading stuff online, <laughs> unless it's a journal. You go to PubMed.org or uh, find you know a legit um, medical website. And then I'm okay with the French stuff because that's where some really interesting stuff comes from. Uh, remember, Tacey, uh, we used to know a gastroenterologist that said that there's no way in hell a bacterium can cause ulcers in the stomach. Well, I believe that was most yeah. GIs. Most them, yeah. Well, I mean, we knew personally one that would yell at me when I brought it up. <laughs> Probably yelled at you a couple of times. Oh, I got it, yelled yeah. at all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's uh, – and now we know Helicobacter pylori causes stomach ulcers. And oh, yeah. we test for it every single time that we do an endoscopy, endoscopy. and we treat for it when mm-hmm. we see it. So, you know, that's yeah. a real deal. So that was fringe AF at one point. Giving beta blockers for congestive heart failure was – malpractice when I was training, when I went to medical school. Really? Yep. How crazy. Yeah, and, and now it's malpractice if you don't do it. When yeah. I started, I was always – when I started working, I was fighting with physicians as to whether a PPI was better than an H2. Right. And there's no physician out there now that would say – Right. They all write yeah. PPIs. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the problems with the H2 – and so H2s um, are – the medications like ranitidine, which is no longer on the market, famotidine, a.k.a. Pepsid, mm-hmm. those kinds of drugs. Ta- uh, no, not Tagamet. Um, yeah, Tagamet. Tagamet. At the time, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tagamet or cimetidine. And then uh, the proton pump inhibitors are the things like lansoprazole, a.k.a. Prevacid, or dexlansoprazole, a.k.a. Dexalant, and those kinds of things. and uh, Or omeprazole, that was the first one, which was uh, Prilosec. Okay. And um, they have completely different mechanisms. The reason that the H2s have fallen out of favor is because of a a phenomenon called tachyphylaxis, which is where the the effect wears off really quickly. And if you start taking famotidine every day, you may notice it's not working as well as it used to. But the PPIs continue to work as time goes on. But anyway, uh, so let's go back. But you need to go see your doctor anyway. But I, yes, and please do that. Mm -hmm. It's, there's, when they first came out with this stuff on the, uh, you know, over the counter, we were all kind of freaking out a little bit. Because um, it says... You should only take them for 14 days. And then people take them forever. And, and yeah, because and it works. Be, and, and they may be missing things. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Um, so this guy's, uh, Logan Field's calling about the pineal gland. 
So um, does, does anybody want to take <laughs> take this on what the pineal gland is? Because I'm happy to do it. Well, I know it produces melatonin. Yeah, ooh, right? Okay. Yep, and you should know that so you they get it's that a, much of a bell. Yeah. Oh, now he's not giving the whole. <laughs> it's a tiny pine cone-shaped gland in the middle, center, lower part of the brain, oh, right okay. between the two so ventricles. you're looking at the same website I am. No, I'm not. I'm actually not. Ooh, um, okay. But I don't know anything about the calcification of it. Right. So, okay. So what's up? Uh, yeah. So here's the thing: is the, the she PA Lydia got it exactly. Give right. yourself a bill. It's hmm. a little pine cone shaped gland, but it's about the size of a grain of rice, though. It's really small. You think of these things as being huge, but sure. your brain is not really. I mean, huge. look at how how big your your skull is, and there's a bunch of meat between and fluid. Be, right, but there's more. Yeah. Like you think, oh my gosh, it, my skull is right under there. No, it's it feels like it is, but when you cut into it, it's a good half of an inch. Yeah. On, and some people, it's more than that, which is weird because if you feel it, it feels like your skull is right under the skin. Yeah, doesn't it? There's some muscle there, huh? Yeah, but I mean, there's muscle, there's soft tissue, right? There's fat, there's Fascia. some Fish. some people more than others. Yeah. Anyway, but. Um, so the pineal gland is a little tiny gland, and we don't know what the hell it does. It may have – it has obviously something to do with sleep. It may have thing, uh, some input on decision-making, which is sort of interesting, and how you perceive reality. Mm-hmm. So uh, you want a functioning pineal gland, which is why I was always wary about taking melatonin for a long time because you are messing with this gland that we don't 100% understand. And uh, we don't understand reality and messing up with our perception of reality. But so far, so good. Most people seem to be able to take melatonin without adverse effects. And But this gland serves as your body's light meter. So uh, um, light comes in through the eyes, and part of that signal is routed through the pineal gland so it knows when it's daytime and when it's nighttime. And indirect sunlight really helps with that. So if you're in a cubicle, in a in a windowless room, that kind of messes up your. And those folks that are, you know, have that sort of working environment, mm. uh, unlike Stacy, who's outside all the time, yeah. may have trouble sleeping. Yeah. And uh, when you get calcification of this gland, that is irreversible. So that's when calcium takes over from the tissue, mm-hmm. and that you can't um, get that back. So uh, you know, it's surrounded by uh, cerebrospinal. Oh wait a minute. Hang on, because uh, I catch shit if I don't do this. It's uh, surrounded by cerebrospinal fluid, and uh, you know it's just um, sitting there. Lots of other things can become calcified: your heart valves, other um, uh, the aorta, um, other breast tissue can become uh, calcified as well. So uh, as you age, there's more likely to be calcium calcium in the pineal gland, which could be. Uh, one of the reasons why, as you get older, your your sleep cycle gets more effed up, and uh, but there's some babies will have calcifications. They're born with calcifications in their pineal gland, so it's not just aging. Um, you know, uh, the more active it is metabolically, the higher the likely it is likelihood is that it will be calcified. But how do we modify that? We don't know uh, yet. And then other things like. Um, uh, uh, just, uh, you know, certain chronic medical conditions might cause it, uh, chronic uh, use of uh, steroids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They don't know. We don't know enough about this gland. 
the, nobody's pouring billions of dollars into pineal research because really the only thing we know about is melatonin. We already have that. What are you going to say? Libby? I'm just thinking. I, I think I've read brain MRIs every day for the past seven years. You know, excluding You're, weekends, right? right, right. right. Never and seen I, a. They don't. I mean, I guess if you were, you have to ask for seller images, and then maybe they. I mean, yeah. have you ever seen it reported? No, I anything? never have. No. Oh, never. Maybe once. Yeah. Maybe once. Uh, I think it's probably so small that the slices that we do, they wouldn't see it. So you'd have to do some, you know, really small slices. Let me let me do a quick PubMed search. That is a great question because you're absolutely right. I, I read those all the time, too. You know, I order them a lot. You order them a lot. You're looking for, you know, metastatic disease and stuff, so you do this every day. I'm l- looking for the same thing. Uh, MRI, uh, pineal calcification. And, um, Dr. Scott, would you look yep. up the prevalence of pineal calcification? Hey, Kush is in the house, by the way. Hey, all right. Hello, my friend. Uh, pineal gland volume assessment by MRI. Nope. Associated between pineal gland calcification and white matter hyperintensities of vascular origin in older adults. That makes sense to me that if you've got microvascular changes in the brain that's caused by high blood pressure, uh, uh, you know, where you get little tiny areas that are calcified in the brain, that the pineal gland is has a blood supply it's going to be impacted too right has to be a very tiny blood supply yeah 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 Yeah. okay diagnostic accuracy and susceptibility weight magnetic resonant imaging for the evaluation of pineal gland calcification by god here it is that's what we want so um they have to do okay susceptibility weighted magnetic resonant imaging for the detection of pineal gland calcification this is why we're not seeing this that uh uh, combining that and phase information enables the accurate detection of pineal gland calcification. Otherwise, you're not going to see it, or you, it, the sensitivity is very low. So, isn't that interesting? So, so you would have to ask for it, and it's yeah. like, why would we ask for it? Right. Why, why do we give? We don't. What do we give a shit about it? Well, we've started specifically asking for cellar images for the pituitary gland. Yes, yeah. I don't have a pituitary gland. Really? Yeah, I have empty cella syndrome. Mm. Well, that that I, no, I didn't but know that. How do you do? You take artificial hormones? Nope. No, it still works. Apparently, there's a little strip of of a pituitary that's still functioning. Good. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Weirdo. <laughs> How did they find that? <laughs> uh, well, they were doing an MRI for a different reason. Incidental, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah. And I do. Uh, I mean, I do take testosterone supplement. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to take me an extra one today. Oh, Tyson. good. Can't wait. Get all hipped up on. All hopped up on some juice. T- testosterone gel. I just prescribed that for the first time. It took a lot of reading to figure out what I was going to do. Oh, why didn't you call me? Yeah, well, I, I should have. I was thinking about calling endocrinology. Then I chatted to, to uh, the attending I work with. He's like, ah, just pick a dose. You know you can call me on that I stuff, right? Because we do that all the time. Let's okay. throw this out there. Uh, uh, 50% of men who are on chronic opioids or have gone through cancer treatment. And this is 
sometimes that's the same set set of people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people with stage four cancer will have, uh, uh, you know, chronic opioids for cancer pain will have low testosterone. And if you treat them as long as they don't have prostate cancer, mm-hmm. uh, then their fatigue that you were thinking was cancer related fatigue will actually get better. Well, we'll see. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's really about 50 percent of your patients. So if you're asking them, all right, do you have fatigue? And then you test them. I always test them for CBC, which you're doing anyway, mm-hmm. thyroid. I, mm-hmm. I screen them for sleep apnea. And then I look uh, at testosterone. And, okay. uh, and uh, yeah, about half of them will have it. And then I just treat them. Well, we'll so very good. All yeah. right, we'll give you it. Give yourself a bill. Oh, he, she gets a whole one. It only took me <laughs> ten years to do it. <laughs> okay, well, we've got uh, before we wrap it up, we've got a few more questions here, and let's just go ahead and do those. If uh, make sure that we are satisfying our friend who called in earlier, and this is a good one though. That's a really good question. Hey, no. what's up? Okay, strange question. Are tooth cavities Contagious. Okay, so Stacy, that is a, a, another excellent question. And anybody have anything on this? Because I, I do, which is pretty interesting. I'm going to say if you have an open wound, an open wound, and you, in your okay, mouth? make yeah, in your in your mouth, yeah, yeah maybe it is contagious if you're like sharing bacteria or yeah. something. So a cavity is like what you get the degradation of the enamel, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. By like. Overriding plaque that's been there for a while. Yeah, and acids that that are. Or in they your can mouth call that, it a suspicious yeah. place yeah. and charge would, you a thousand dollars to fix it. <laughs> that's my, what happened. To my taste, initial yeah. my initial thought here is we'll, we'll that, that someone could think it would be contagious if you're living in the same household and everyone has cavities, but you should really look at the environment yeah. and the like. Okay, the that's good. Dietary intake of the household, water intake. I like it. Culture of the household. Toothbrushes Sorry, in the Stacey. household yeah. or not. What tricked me off was small children getting cavities. Right. In their and baby it, teeth. Right. Yeah. So I figured that was mostly sugar and bad brushing habits. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the precursors to cavities ride it out in the bacteria contained in saliva. And there was a study that was done that said that uh, cavities were usually caused by sugar that builds up and decays teeth, but studies have shown cavities can be transmitted through close contact with another person, but they have to have poor oral hygiene. So I think what it is, is there are specific uh, cultures. Yes, Dr. Scott, very good. Give yourself a bill! That there are certain um, cultures of bacteria that grow in the mouth when you have active dental caries, and those can be transmitted from one place person yeah. to the other. But really what it's doing is you're not really, they're not contagious. You are accelerating a process that already started. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting. Hmm. Good. Whoever asked that? that question was a great question. Yeah. That was a great he's question. A pretty, he's, a, exercise. he's a pretty <laughs> fart smeller. I mean, smart failer. I knew that one was coming. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, I let's. I I think this is one that we really need to do, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. Yeah. And um, hello, Doctor Steve. Hello. How are you? Oh, hello, my friend. I'm good, thank you. It's the watcher. Hello, Doctor Scott. Howdy. How are you? <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> Doctor Steve. Yes. Recently in the news, I've heard that my favorite singer Celine Dion mm. has been diagnosed 
with stiff person syndrome. I saw that too. I have four questions. Four First, questions. What is stiff person syndrome? Okay. Uh, number one, I can do. Second, that. do I have it? <laughs> That's only and two. See, oh, see. Please explain more. <laughs> That's not a question. Thank you. That's three. I will hang up and listen. He always leaves you on a on a damn cliffhanger, this guy. That's so funny. Um, that's Cardiff Electric, by the way, the owner of our <laughs> network, and happy birthday, sir. And um, what he did a series where he did, and Tacey was a character in it, and I was a character in it. Well, there was a, a, a halfway house called Tacey's Place, and it was um, a serialized drama, right? And he gets to the... The penultimate episode where there's a big cliffhanger and just never did another one. Oh, goodness. Never did another one. <laughs> so I've got four questions for you. And then he has three questions and it's <laughs> fucking up my OCD. But anyway, all right. Um, it, so this is true, Tace? Yes. yes okay. Yes, I read it last week. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, stiff person syndrome. I've seen this before. Have you ever seen one? PA I have Lydia? not. No, I'm reading about it. Okay. Um, I've seen one. Oh, yeah. You have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's um, it's rough. If you do this long enough, you'll see at least mm-hmm. one. They used to call it stiff man syndrome, but of course, that's not that's not uh, not correct. appropriate. Not correct. In 2022. So, uh, stiff uh, person syndrome. It is um, tough to diagnose. I'll tell you that until it gets really bad. But they will have, uh, um, you know, it's an autoimmune disorder that affects a specific um, pathway enzyme called glycolic, I'm sorry, um, no, glutamic acid decarboxylase. And what this does is it makes a thing called, or it helps in the process of making gamma aminobutyric acid. Okay, do we know what that is, Tacia? This is something that's very important no, to you. No, I do not. Is GABA, because when you take something uh, like, well, some anti-anxiety medications are what we call GABAergic, meaning that they either produce more GABA or they will stimulate the GABA um, uh, receptor, and that produces anti-anxiety effects, right? So now if you affect this gamma uh, or glutamic acid decarboxylase and you can no longer make GABA in quantity, one of the adverse effects is going to be what? Are you talking to me? Yes. Oh, well, I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. Self-a-bill. You get a bell for that. I'm just going to to me. All right, and here's my other thing. Man. I mean, I'm You just are not... one pathetic loser. <laughs> that's me. Ouch. Is that to me? No, that was to me. That's because what I you're thought. not my oh, wife. Is, I, that's what I thought. Trouble. We were just We were just talking about this is very important to you. And then and I And then I, I just totally like, blanked out. It's all the anti-anxiety medicine. Oh, you think that's what it is? It could be all the GABA in your system. Oh, so much just GABA. imagine if you didn't have GABA in your system, what would happen to you? Oh, okay. Um, Anybody. It would be horrible. Yes, it would be horrible because it would make you anxious. You would have increased anxiety because you don't wouldn't have your um, your own body's uh, version of GABA being produced. So or the Valium. So, but the other thing that this does exactly right. GABA has other effects because we have a limited number of um, 
of um, neurotransmitters, things that can send signals from one nerve to another, and they do different things in different parts of the body. So GABA also regulates motor neurons by decreasing their activity. So it calms them down. Calmo, calmo, like, you know, we're cha- they channel Patrice as well. So if you have low levels of GABA, what's going to happen? They're going to fire continuously, right? And then you're going to, so your muscles are going to contract and you're going to be anxious AF. And uh, that's, those are the main symptoms of stiff person syndrome. And the thing is... Is anxiety? Yes, anxiety and muscle stiffness. Doesn't it kind of resemble Parkinson's? It can. It can be early. misdiagnosed yeah. as that. It's hard to diagnose it. Uh, you, it's, a, it's a clinical diagnosis. You can do what they call electromyography uh, or an EMG. Ugh. And then what you'll look Love for it. is findings typical in people with this, which will be muscles that are firing for no reason. In like Lou Gehrig's disease, which is the opposite, where you have floppy muscles, you'll see fasciculation and stuff where the muscles are trying to just you know generate some sort of signal but they're not getting anything Mm -hmm. so they'll look for this and then they yes uh, on the list of things would be parkinson's disease multiple sclerosis fibromyalgia psychosomatic illness uh you know phobias stuff like that so she's anxious and stiff right stiff oh that's terrible yep I hate that for her. So uh, you can try steroids because it's autoimmune. There might be some biologics coming down the pike that you might be able to use. Plasmapheresis, where you just, you know, you take your blood out and cleanse it of antibodies and then put it back in your body, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, I did find a novel approach to the treatment of stiff person syndrome using Botox. So you get your Botox. I'm telling you, man, it's good for, for everything. It seems like a Band-Aid approach. Yes, it would be a Band-Aid yeah, and approach. Where are you going to put the Botox So first-line treatment <laughs> suggested <laughs> benzodiazepines, anti-anxiolytics, yes. right? Sure, because yeah. what you want to do is flood the body. And this is, by the way, we've talked about this in the past, that the best muscle spasm medicine after you've tried all the other stuff is diazepam, Valium. Yeah. Now we know why. Because yeah. it that GABA... Uh, a reflex or the GABA pathway is involved in muscle relaxation mm-hmm. as well as anti-anxiety. That's interesting. It's also good for vertigo, too. If you have refractory vertigo, um, diazepam's number one choice after you've tried everything else. Okay. All right? Okay. So if you have neurogenic vertigo from somebody with a brain tumor in the wrong pathway, uh-huh. mm-hmm. you could give them uh, diazepam, and a lot of times that will take care of it. Interesting. Yeah. At take least they'll make it better. And then cardiophylexic cardiophylectrics last question does he have it yeah he does not have it not just based on his question not the not the, no, based I, on the way I he have answers a, i have examined him in real life and he does not have it. <laughs> based so. on his delivery of the question yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. based on his, where where's your microphone i don't know oh, okay. that's over you're his right. shoulder that's right it's over his shoulder his Please, long it's over for that shoulder for your third leg your hind leg anyway that was, uh, do you remember, what was that guy's name, the weird guy that used to be on David Letterman? The, that weird guy, and he, he was an um, older guy. and they He would died. Go to him. Yeah, yeah, you remember his name? But no. I remember he said, uh, man does not hear through his ears. But oh, that's a good topic for a next show. Man hears 
through his hind leg. <laughs> so, you know, he was a very strange dude. Anyway. Phone mm. conduction versus uh, air conduction. Ooh, you, Let's you, talk about that next oh, time. Bring a tuning fork. Do you have one? Yeah, yeah, I think I have one. Okay, bring a tuning fork yeah. and we'll do it. Let's do it next time. Yeah, we'll do it on Stacy. Come. All right, sounds good. All right, my friends. Um, thanks always. Go to Dr. Scott. Uh, check him out at uh, simplyherbals.net. Yep. Thanks to everyone who's made the show happen over the years. Thanks for the people that hang out with us on YouTube. We're going to try to have more of a YouTube presence going forward. I don't know what we're going to do, but it's going to be different and it's going to be a lot bigger. And it may be separate from this. I don't know. I'm, I'm working with some people on this. Cool. Sounds so fun. I have some ideas. And uh, I'd like to uh, do something a little bit more uh, out there. And when I get, when I finally retire, I'm telling you, some shit's going to be said. Shit's going to be said. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Dr. Steve Unbound. I just need to live long enough to retire. I've got a lot of shit to say. And uh, there, there's going to be people who aren't going to like it, but that's just, what can I do? It's exciting. Yeah, no, it is exciting. I wonder where that just, came from. Who's going to keep oh, living oh. here Something, until you resign? Something by God will be said. Maybe he's going to say it to you, That's what happens when we sit here in the studio by ourselves and just talk. Yeah. I poke him with a stick. Tacey, um... Oh, shit's going to be said to me. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. See, I've had, been threatened with that before. We always have. Oh, how did that happen the first time? That was the funniest damn thing, You though. said if. I, if, I said if, if, they, if they do this again. No, you said if I don't get any tonight, shit will be said. Oh, I that said, ooh, you going to say something? <laughs> hey, Kush, Kush just came and, through. And I laughed my ass <laughs> off. And we've, we have laughed about that. So that's sort of a thing in our relationship is. You know, there's something going on. Said, By God, something's going to be said. <laughs> hey, Kush got it. Larry Bud Millman. Thank you. Yes, no, it wasn't you. Larry Bud Millman. Calvin, Larry Bud Calvin Mel- DeForest. Calvin DeForest. Also known as Larry Bud No, that was Larry Bud Millman. Yeah. That's not the guy. That's not the guy. No. This guy was like an old German guy. Larry Bud Millman was hilarious. Yeah, Larry Bud Millman was great. But that wasn't who it was. Okay, I don't know who you're talking about either then. I remember Larry Bud Millman. And he, was, he had big bushy eyebrows. Dick Assman? No, Dick Assman. No. Who's that? That's, that's one of your fans. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> that's your boyfriend. I yeah. wish. Is he married? My All demographic right. is single. Hope he is, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get the hell out of here. Go okay. to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Uh, until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank Goodbye. You. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. 
whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.